0: Laidlaw, Tyler Davidson, podcast number five. We are very happy to have a really awesome guest today, Jeff Holtz with V-Twin Visionary. Huge guy in the industry, been in the industry a long time, and kind of when I think of the custom V-Twin scene, I kind of think of Jeff as kind of one of those faces that immediately pops up in my head as just kind of a staple in the industry for a long time. So we have Keith here as well. So uh, yeah, Jeff, thanks for
1: coming. And- oh, thanks, guys. Seriously, man. It's great to be here.
0: Yeah, so we're going to talk a little bit about kind of how Jeff has evolved over over the years from uh, starting off really in the bicycle world, like the BMX yeah. bicycle world, right? And so, yeah, why don't we start there? Why don't you talk a little bit about, like, how you kind of evolved into what you do today with the V-Twin world?
1: Sure. I mean, it really started when I was young. Um, my dad was in a motorcycle accident, and he's paralyzed from the waist down. So I was completely and totally never allowed to ride any sort of motorcycle. Um, that kind of was like a real bummer for me because you would see your dad you know you look up to your dad I mean I do understand you know you know debilitating injury but you know man motorcycles are as cool as it gets so yeah. you know I the second best thing was riding BMX you know being a kid in the late 70s early 80s and uh, I really it, it took over my life um I'd race BMX you know three to four times a week um for years um I got a job at bike shop sweeping floors at 12 years old ended up working at that bike shop till I graduated high school um then moved on to another bike shop co-owned that bicycle shop and during that time um I I bought a Harley my parents didn't know about it I actually had a Vespa (laughs) first and it was and it was on the side of my house that nobody could get to and I would Push it out the back door, down the alley, and then ride the thing around the neighborhood a bunch. Yeah. Nice. And then finally, uh, just, I ended up getting a 76 FLH and uh, started working on it um, at a buddy's house, whose dad was a, a biker guy. And then at yeah, that AMF time... Yeah, AMF bike, huh? Yeah, AMF bike. So, you know, <laughs> you. it was definitely... Uh, when you had a to joy on. to work on. Yeah. <laughs> Learned, a lot. Learned a lot on that one. <laughs> yeah, for real. And so from there, I ended up moving up to Oregon just on a whim. I met a girl, and and she was going to go to design school up there. And um, I was like, yeah, I'll go. You know, I am born and raised in SoCal, Anaheim kid. And I moved up there with the bike. It was the only transportation I had for a year. Um, I ended up becoming a sales rep in that area because – none of the bicycle shops wanted to give me a job at the time. So I was like, I just started calling people in the industry who I knew and became a sales rep and then a marketing company as well. So I did all that. And Courtney Halliwell, who was the guy that was the head of hot bike magazine and baggers that just came out that year and street chopper was like, Hey man, you know, I see your press releases because his roommate was a BMX kid. I see your, Press releases. I know you know how to take photos. You can write legibly. But you know how to work on Harleys. You know, you tinker with them. You build your own stuff. He's like, that's what we need. And I was like, man, I don't think so. That sounds kind of like too much work. <laughs> <laughs> so I blew it off. Yeah. And then um, moved down, moved back down here. Got, a, got, a, uh, got my, my wife at the time pregnant. And we had a baby. And I was like, man, I need some total stability in my life. Like being this freelance guy and not having insurance and all this stuff. And that job was filled and then it wasn't again. So Courtney saw, I saw him just kind of, I don't know where I saw him. And he was like, Hey man, that job's open if you want it. And I was like, sure, I'll take it. (laughs) Took a look at the insurance. It was super good. And I was like, Oh, perfect. Nice. That was in like October. And then, of course, you know, open enrollment comes around like two months later, and the insurance was a different insurance. It was completely horrible. Uh, but by that time, I was hooked, man, because like, yeah. magazines were huge then, as you guys know. What What about what time period was this? What year this? Uh, that would have been like before the whole crash. So it would have been 06, 07.
0: Okay, yeah. So When the internet was still kind of in its infancy, yeah, a little bit just websites, yeah. like no yeah. social media, simple websites yeah, yeah. before Facebook and Instagram. And like, all that we stuff. didn't
1: do any of that stuff then. I mean, we you know, we didn't do much of that stuff <laughs> till the end, that's why there's no magazines, but right, yeah. you know, Very that's cool. where
2: I got kind of like uh first introduced to Jeff. I didn't really know him at all. But uh, I read Hot Bike all the time. Always saw articles and his name and stuff, and his pictures in there and stuff. And always had the coolest bikes. I mean, it was like, man, these are really cool bikes at the time. I was here, just came back, but I was in Nevada before that, and we were building high performance motorcycles, and he, that's what he was doing all the time and showing off. And it was just a really cool thing. And then I didn't meet him until like last year. He yeah. actually strode in, and
1: I was like, I recognized him right away. Oh, that's Jeff Holt. So that's then, funny, man. Yeah. Like I was like, for me, like. It was always, like, I always had a couple Harleys, even when I was doing that, you know, like, one to ride, like most guys that are into it. One to ride, one to work on. Yeah. And then maybe a basket case in the garage that nobody knows about. (laughs) (laughs) And for me, like, it was just that way. And then when I became active as even an associate editor of the magazine, when I was just writing, you know, put it together features or, or new product features, like, I already had, like, four bikes, and the other editors, some of them didn't even have, have bikes. They just had loaner bikes from Harley yeah. or they, or whatever. Like, some guys would have, like, Kawasaki and stuff. And I always thought, man, like, you're not really living that life. No. Yeah. Like, you, you know, this is just your job for you. You're going to yeah. you're gonna go home and, and do whatever you do, play video games or, or you know, well, groom you your, your dog or yeah. whatever. You could
2: tell the difference, too. Like, the articles you write and stuff like that, they come from a spot where, like, you know what you're talking about. You could tell, you know, I was reading the magazine back then, and the, you'd see a lot of those guys writing stuff, and you're like, man, it does doesn't it? Does, the connection's not there, because obviously they didn't, like, ride, they just got the product, put it on, and didn't really think much like you do into, like, how it's going to work for the average writer, right. and what's it really good for, you know, it was just more of like, a, hey, here's an informational piece on this thing that I did.
1: Yeah, and for me, you know, at the dawn ages of writing, you know, I I, I I, even took online college courses for learning how to write correctly. Uh, I didn't go to college. You know, I barely got yeah. out of high school. I was born a dyslexic kid, like sure. really bad dyslexic kid, and they didn't diagnose it. I'm left-handed, as you can tell, because I'm talking with <laughs> my left hand. But um, they didn't diagnose it until I was in the seventh grade. I was just lazy and not motivated at schoolwork. and. Yeah. Then I had to go to therapy for that. And it's, it's, I mean, I I tell the story a lot and, but it's kind of funny that, you know, literally with, when you tell me I can't do something, I make it my life's work to do so. Like being able to write, like I couldn't write as a, as a kid. I couldn't ride. It. I was banned to ride a motorcycle as a kid, and then now this is exactly what I do for a living. <laughs> yeah, there you go. It's the craziest thing ever. So, so tell so you, if you ever can't you, do, do yeah. something. Then you. Whenever needing Jeff
2: to do a project, was tell me hey, you can't do this. Yeah, right. yeah. yeah. Don't you can't worry about
1: it. it. But I mean, for me, I always wrote for the audience. Like a lot of these guys would write down to the audience. Like, yeah. oh, I have a degree in whatever you know literature, and sure. now I'm working at this lowly motorcycle magazine, writing to these scumbags. And I was like, look, man, like these are my people. Like sure. I grew up. A scumbag punk rock kid, you know, running mm-hmm. the streets on a skateboard and a BMX bike. Like, yep. this is my this is my audience. These are my people. Like, I'm talking to them, you know, not down. I'm talking directly to them. And yeah. I want to make sure that with all the writings that I did back then, that everybody could understand it. Like, if you bought a Harley that day, yeah. you could at least understand. Like, I didn't use abbreviations. I didn't use, you know, I didn't say, oh, you know, shovelhead. I, I would say, you know, 1976. Shovelhead FLH, so a guy could understand that. Sure, and for me, that was that that made more sense to me than trying to be a cool guy or trying to to do all that other stuff. Flex your knowledge on people and stuff. Yeah, it yeah. just wasn't my deal, man. You know, like I just thought that everybody it should be accessible to everybody yeah. of every that, background and education. I
2: remember reading that stuff, and it came through like it did. That comes through to the reader too. Like you, know, you feel that, like oh, this guy really going out of his way to tell everyone what's going on. I can understand this. I'm new to this or, you know, I've been doing it for a while, but I've never touched one of those bikes. But yeah, it it was a, it was, you can definitely feel that, you know, dynamic. It was cool.
1: And I definitely made sure that that was always, even when I was an associate editor, all the way up to when I was the editor in chief and then brand manager, as they call it now, because you know, now you're running a, a, or then uh, you were running a paper book, you were running a website uh-huh. and you were running social media all oh, at the same yeah. time. Sure. And it was funny because when I started working at Hot Bike, there was five editors on staff. When I departed ways with them, there was two editors on staff mm-hmm. and we were doing four times the work. Sure. I mean, that's just the way it was. Yeah. I think it's really interesting
0: that your skill set that you talk about, you know, even when you go back to your bicycle days with the the media and the writing and everything it's interesting to me because I look at people that are successful in their industry and typically they do stuff for a very long time. The stuff you do today with V twin visionary, you know, a lot of the media stuff, a lot of the writing that you do is stuff that you've been doing for forever at this point. Right. And um, and I I think another thing that you said that was really cool is that, um, you know, is this something that I live by as well? When I try to like hire my sales guys and we have people that work here, I like to look for guys that have bikes and that actually ride, because the experience that you get from actually doing it is you can't be replaced. I don't care what kind of book education you have. So that's really cool that, that kind of. I
1: mean, it really comes through in how you convey yourself to another person and how you convey what you want, whether it's a sale or what parts they should use on their bikes or anything. I mean, it, it's definitely it, it just being genuine and knowing what you're talking about. I mean, how many times have you went? You guys are like me, man. If you want to buy a car, you go on the internet and you know everything about that car. Then you walk on a car lot and the guy looks at you like dumbfounded because you want to know, you know, three or four things about the car that you find exactly that you want. Yeah. You know, Mm -hmm. it has to have this interior. It has to have this. Like we're not, we don't buy white pickup trucks and and whatever. Oh yeah. Okay. Whatever package that is, I'll buy it and walk away. Like a lot of people do like. Yeah. We're geeks, man. Like yeah. you know. no, I get, and
2: that you can tell motorcycle guys too. Like one thing, like Matt does it too, and I know I do it. And I noticed it about you right away when we walked like in the back of the shop. The motorcycle becomes the the focus of everyone's. Yeah, like I, everyone's like you're looking around and the, and the motorcycles in the room. You're like, whoa, oh, and that's how you know motorcycle guys. Like. Oh yeah, motorcycle takes center stage
1: wherever you're at. You know, I mean, it's when crazy. I was the first time I ever walked back here, that was there was yeah. that that bad boy back there that had like 2,500 original miles on it, and I was like, yeah. oh my god, like that bike, I got goosebumps right now. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, yeah. like that bike is the holy one of the holy grail bikes for me. Yeah, you know, and a lot of people don't even know what that bike was, and you know Harley doesn't do springers anymore, so like right. that bike. To see a bike that pristine and perfect, like that's that should be in the museum. Yeah, you know it's crazy.
0: You know, you bring up Springer. I've been trying to talk to everybody that listen to me that Harley Davidson should, should bring Springer's back. Can you back <laughs> yes. me up on that? Oh, what you think, do you think? Can you, you be... imagine
1: a mono shock Springer Softail? Oh, How awesome! Absolutely, absolutely. absolutely. Cool it would be. Oh, ab- thank you. You I'm take a... the worst handling front suspension and you put it, you put <laughs> the best <laughs> handling frame to it. Yeah. No, I mean I understand, and I mean I've I've been trying to just buy a Softail Springer that's in good shape lately. They're hard to find now. Super yeah. hard to
2: find. Yeah, and then when we get, we get them when we get them in pre-owned, they're gone. Like, oh yeah. literally yeah. like that. They oh put yeah. them on the website, and as soon as it's up, then the yeah. very next day someone's they would here. Kill it. I yeah,
1: mean, a Milwaukee Eight powered Springer Softail. Oh my God! You heard it here
2: first, Harley. Get it, on it. It, it makes okay. me smile just
0: hearing you say that. Yeah, it. it gives oh, me yeah. legitimacy to hear a guy like you say that <laughs> cause, yeah, they need to bring the Springer back. It just appeals to so many people. The guys that love the classic look of the Springer. <laughs> And, you know, here with the whole Vicla craze and just, like, a lot of the Hispanic population yeah. love that style. I love the style. You know, it's it's just a cool, cool look. So. Oh,
1: I agree entirely, man. And, you know, we're just such geeks. Like, it starts at an early age, you know. Like, yeah. I started geeking out on bicycles when a lot of people would be geeking out on models or car models or this or that or the other and then it became motorcycles and then music and then you know like i don't know like it's full nerd stuff yeah (laughs) it's awesome full awesome stuff now cars (laughs) and you know it's nice to build to nerd out on something as cool
0: as harley davidson though because they don't call you a nerd but you know you you, call you you an aficionado
2: There (laughs) there you go There he still go. does bikes. I mean, he's got some like vintage BMX bikes. And yeah, stuff. So poke, it's a sickness, yeah. man. It's do you ride sickness. still, do you yeah, ride like track and yeah,
1: stuff? Yeah, I don't really ride too much. Like, what are your narrows every once in a while? I'll go out and ride. Um, cool, you know, I'm, I'm on the bad side of uh 40 now, so yeah. it hurts when I crash. Right? <laughs> I didn't start racing BMX until I was like 36 or 37, yeah. and
2: I did it for like five years. I need, I've been. I've been talking crap about getting back into it, but Jamie down there and Jay, uh, Matt was riding with us for a while out the same track. And then, yeah. yeah. I got into uh street riding a little bit yeah. with those 4130 guys in LA going on their crazy, yeah, the crazy rides trips and around stuff, LA. Man. It's, it's wild cool to see that, man. It's a cool yeah. scene. That's I really still cool. have
1: my bikes. I got to get back into that. It's a lot of fun, man. You know, I, I, I have a relationship with SE and I have a relationship with the, the guys at city grounds and they take good care of me when, yeah. whenever my need arises for some cool bikes. And then, you know, know, the vintage stuff I, I started off, um, you know, cause I was broke when I was a kid, so yeah. I couldn't afford anything good. Um, I'll tell you guys the truth about how I started working <laughs> in the bike shop. Me and my buddy stole a BMX bike from this <laughs> kid who would never, he had the raddest bike yeah, and he would never put it inside. He always treated it like, you know, yeah. of my French. And like, finally one day we're like, man, we're going to get that bike. Yeah. You don't deserve a <laughs> you know, 12 man. year old kid, you know? <laughs> and I was like, but we couldn't take the cranks off. We didn't have crank tools, three piece cranks. So uh-huh. I took it to the bike shop and I asked the manager there, Steve, I was like, Hey, can you take these cranks off? And he's like, yeah, man, just leave it here for a day. I'll take the cranks off. And then he called the kid's mom. Cause he knew the kid, oh, and the kid's yeah. mom. Dang. And then the, he's like yeah the cranks are off so i walk in after school and the mom's there and the kids there the mom's just pissed and you know she's like call the cops call the cops blah 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 (laughs) and he's like hold on lady what about if he gets all the bikes parts together and puts it together and then i have him work off the rest yada yada at the bike that's exactly how it happened interesting yeah that's a cool story like you know that that was the gateway into a me being an honest person because that was <laughs> complete instant karma right there. Yep. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you know the the other only other time you know I was stealing candy when you're a kid, but then out of the liquor store, but then like my first real caper just was bogus. <laughs> <laughs> Got busted right away. Yeah,
0: <laughs> that's cool. Well, you learned a life lesson early, and it set you off in a career path
1: that puts you where you are today. Yeah, so. it's pretty crazy, cool. you know. And to be able to to do what I'm doing, I'm super fortunate. Even yeah. today, you know. That's cool. Cool.
0: Well, let's talk about the COVID crossing. You yeah, know, we have been following you on Instagram sure. and, and all that stuff. So tell us about um, that.
1: You know, once I started, you know, once I, I parted ways with Hot Bike, um, you know, actually July fourth will be the two year anniversary when I started uh V2 and Visionary. Mm-hmm. Seems like everybody's like, It seems like it's been around for so long now. And I'm like, oh, my
2: it's kind of an iconic name. That's why I think it it, just, uh, it's just uh, it's like a it's little timeless. Crazy.
1: Uh, like um, We, I was going to call it another name and it would have totally went a different way than it, than the V twin visionary. And then uh, my partner, Dave Rowe, who was, I worked with at Hot bike. He was like, the best sales guy ever. He's not high pressure. He's super good. He's very organized. He's everything I'm not. So together we're a whole person. <laughs> That's like awesome. I would've, I already would have bought like a Porsche Panamera and a boat with the money and had nothing. Now. Yeah. I got to be living in my parents' house, you know, <laughs> he's like, okay, you get this much pay and we're doing this. And he handles the taxes and the books and all that stuff. So like when we were getting all this together, it was, it worked really well that way. But like, I started zero. Like I got fired over the phone. They thought I was in the office and I didn't, I wasn't in the office. (laughs) So I had to go in the office, give all my stuff, my iPhone, my computers, my cameras, like all the stuff. Like after I worked for them for 11 years, like one day they're like, Oh, you're you're done. I mean, it's the way it happens, you know? And even my immediate boss was like, I can't believe they're doing this. You're the face of the brand. Like, I don't know why he's like, can you please come back next week? I'll discuss it with the And it just didn't work. work, Bottom line is for my position and you know, the amount of money I was making, apparently I made one third of what hot bike brought brought in a year. Oh wow. And I was like, Oh man, like that's not sustainable. Right. You know, in any business, I mean, no hard love, no hard feelings, whatever. So when I did, when I, I was like, man, I got to find a job. Like I'm just sitting there staring at my girlfriend, Maggie. And I was like, I knew it was going to happen. Like it was coming. I didn't know it was going to be that abrupt. Yeah. And um, I was like, man. And she's like, take a month off. Don't do anything. Think about what you want to do with your life. Like, you're not getting any younger. What do you want to do? Because, I mean, the next day I started getting phone calls from companies. Hey, come be our marketing guy. Hey, sure. come do this. Come do that. And I was like, I'm getting a lot of good job offers, but it's, an, it's a job where I'm going to have to go in, tell people I don't know what, that I don't personally know what to do. Right. Um. A lot, you know. I'm not going to be hired from within, so there's going to be a lot of people that don't dig me. Yeah, you know, I I believe in you know if you have a corporation, you should hire, you know, position from promote, within, yeah, promote Yeah, like, yeah. I mean, come on. So I'm going to come in as a marketing director of somebody's deal, and I'm going to have to be there every day. Yeah, and I, o'clock. you know, when I wasn't doing that at Hot Bike, like I would get up and go up to a place, to a builder shop or there, and I'd do my thing, get my stories, put turn them in. So I was like, man. After, sorry to get back to your question no, 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 no right. I was always like, whatever I'm going to do at, at my next job, I'm going to want to do it when I want to do it, and that's the only two things. If I don't want to do it, yeah. I'm not going to do it. Um, it, It's got to get done, but, you know, yeah. hire and delegate. Right. Even then, when it was just me and my partner Dave, you know, and so... The v 2 and Visionary name kind of just, I woke up at literally three in the morning. He lives in Tennessee. I live in California and I call him and I keep calling him. I keep calling him. I keep calling him. I'm like, Hey man, the name's going to be v 2 and Visionary. And he didn't even take a breath. He's like, that's perfect. Yeah. And then I called my graphics guy by, I called him the same time. (laughs) And by 4am, he already had the logo that we checked off. Awesome. So I mean, the the design guy and me and Dave like all clicked, and I was like, "See, this is how it's got to work that way." Yeah. And you know, we're gonna do all these things, and we're gonna have all this fun, and because my job, even when I was the editor, hot my job is everybody else, or my fun is everybody else's job, and vice versa. Sure. Like when they're out there partying, at just I'm working. Mm-hmm. And it does a lot of people can't <clears throat> equate that. Like, hey, how come you're not, you know? Sh- 17 drinks into the night, you yeah. know, and we are. And I was like, cause I'm, I'm taking photos of all you doing fools. Doing my job. Doing right my now. job, yeah. like, you know, like I got to wake up at 5am and shoot four bikes tomorrow. Right. So like all of that stuff has kind of molded the company of V-Twin Visionary into, into being an entity where it conveys fun. It conveys quality. It conveys, you know, it, it's definitely bucket list kind of stuff the bikes i build are bucket list bikes to people yeah yep. the the trips i go on are bucket list type things
2: i saw matt that the other day i'm like this guy's over here and then all of a sudden you see the post yeah. and he's like <laughs> yeah. halfway across I mean, the country like what's he, what's the, yeah, he how's he do this? the whole
1: covid thing you know my dad you know he's 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 older he's got copd he's in a wheelchair like he's the kind of dude that's like man you know like it, you're gonna you're gonna get this you know and yeah. he's i can't go see him right now because i'm gone all the time and i got a quarantine sure so i talked to him through the glass or text or you know yeah facetime or whatever but like you know before the covid maggie and i got in the v2 and visionary van and drove to daytona and yeah. we wanted to do that you know because that was the first start of our show series you know we deal it with we were supposed to do a nine-stop show series with Harley Davidson this yeah. year, the Performance Bike Show. We're going to do seven of them by the end of the year, God willing. So that was the first time we went across the country in March. Okay, and then from there we flew to Mama Tried and got there, hung out, and then that night it was canceled. Uh huh. So we hung out with all of our friends and just did Milwaukee, all right? And then came back here and just kind of were sitting it out. And I was like, man, this is getting real boring. And, you know, all the manufacturers are like, yeah, we're really sorry. Like, we're still going to stick with you. Like, Harley, are are the The marketing department, are some of the greatest people ever. Like, I talk to my guy there every week. You know, we we were always discussing, you know, what's going to happen, what's going on. I was like, look, man, you guys gave me a grip of sponsorship money. Like, I'm not going to just take this money and run. And of course you're not gonna ask for it back because you're not gonna get it back. <laughs> but um so let's do let's figure out things we can do together to promote motorcycling sure, in yeah. this current climate of the yeah. COVID. Yeah. So that's when the COVID crossing started. I was like, look, man, I'm gonna find somebody that's gonna, gonna partner with me on a bike, a dealership, or an entity. And um, you know, Asked around a little bit, and um, Will Cole from the Cole family uh, at uh, Black Bear Harley-Davidson was kind enough to, uh, you know, work out a deal on a bike with me, and um, we flew to Virginia and rode back to California. Um, and, you know, it was it was part fun run, part showing people that they can still do things during yeah. this time. Yeah. Um, you know, the motorcycle is the perfect thing it's to- totally socially distant anyways
2: yeah i read an article the other day in in a um, uh, cycle world i was forwarded to matt like the motorcycle industry including harley and here at our own dealer um the, the i think they said the sales were up like 29 percent over last year or something yeah. like that it's crazy and it, like you just said it's it's naturally socially d- distant i mean we went on a trip to utah when matt yeah. first, first brought it up i was like i didn't hesitate i was like dude that's a great idea of let's course. get out let's go yeah. it was a Quick, you know, burner we ran up there, cruise around. That's such a great area back, though. It was man. beautiful, yeah. man. I'd, I love that area. That's like been a highlight of my whole year so far. I mean, it's been yeah. a great it was a great trip. But yeah, like you just said, like people are just it I mean, just, go ride, man. Yeah, Get I out mean, there. People have
1: plenty of time. You know, they're at home and, and a lot most people are working from home or they're laid off, so they have time to take a trip. Yeah. They have time to build their bikes. They have time to week out on whatever they want, you yeah. know, and then, you know, what's better than throwing some cool bolt on parts on your motorcycle or rebuilding your engine and then actually getting to go ride it because you have a little time. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And right. for me, that was, that was really good. So, I mean, we ended up getting the bike and throwing a, a Cobra, a backrest and rack on it. And Maggie and I got on the bike and we went to uh, the next, that the same day we flew in, we ended up going through the driving rain to Georgia and then hung out with the guys from Dirty Dixie and bolted on a bunch of parts from uh, a bunch of people. I mean, you could check out the uh, Instagram. But you know, like we did Legend Suspension, a bunch of Nest stuff, Cobra Exhaust. I mean, I can keep going on and on yeah. and on. FXR Division bars. Um, and we just rode the bike. And when we went through Nashville, a buddy of mine, Kev, he is a tour bus driver for huge people. Uh-huh. Right? Kid Rock. and Okay. um, Every country star, like he drives their tour buses. Of course, all that's belly up right now, too. So he came by my partner Dave's house in Franklin, Tennessee, and just for a barbecue before we left. And he's like, I'm going to go home and get my stuff. (laughs) And he jumped on his, he has a, what is it? The Road Glide Limited Ultra. And uh, he rode that, that bike's beautiful. And then our friend Natalie, who uh, used to work at Troy Lee Designs, she ended up moving out to Tennessee. And then she got laid off of her clothing Mm -hmm. design job. And she was like, well, I got laid off last night. Super bumming. Yeah. Like in tears at the house. And Maggie was like, then go home and get your stuff and ride. And she was like, okay. And then finally talked her into it. She walks outside to to get on her FXR and it wouldn't start. Uh Uh-oh. So I was like, oh you know v-twin visionary has a brand new lowrider s in dave's garage that we've been working <laughs> on so ride that bike yeah so she started riding it and then we get a little further down pick up some more people nice you know get a little go to oklahoma Kent and Lisa from for brad flags are there so we stayed at their house hung out went to colorado hung out with john oaks from from uh four corners motorcycle tour on his 300 acre ranch now and Ended up going to Phoenix and then home. So, I mean, it was it was a really cool thing. People were coming out, visiting us. We're riding along in New Mexico, Maggie and I. And then this car just pulls up with these huge dudes in it, full shaved heads and beards, like <laughs> tattoos. I was like, uh-oh. There we go. And they roll down the window, start waving and taking pictures of the huge camera. It's the <laughs> New Mexico Dinah's guy on Instagram. Oh, that's awesome. I was like, all right. He's like, I He's figured following you'd be right you. here. Yeah. So, I yeah. mean, it was, it was super cool. Like. And right. for me to to be able to show people that daily yeah, and then also show them, you know, it's kind of two-sided. We made videos of putting all the parts on that day or that night or whatever. So it kind of, it fired off on all cylinders. A lot of people aren't doing that. Some people are yeah. doing product videos. Some people are doing ride videos and we we're like, let's just mash it all together. Yes yeah, ride
0: to. and put do uh, parts videos yeah.
1: and yeah, no yeah. that's perfect. And people's garages test and them, their shops. Yeah, like, road test them right away. Yeah, and that's <laughs> what's it. super cool. So <laughs> I'm still uh still doing a wrap up video of that before we get into the Sturgis smash that we're doing, which is a different ride.
2: Yeah, I think a lot of people, like you were talking about before we started recording, like they don't they see Matt's videos and your videos and stuff, and they don't realize how much production goes into oh, man. just an hour's worth of video. It's it can be like a whole day or more of yeah. like editing and put timing things and making sure they work right. And yeah, it's it's a lot. I mean, so, I was yeah. doing
1: them every night when we stopped. I would do two videos, just bang right. them out. I mean, you know, they're not. Super high sure. quality or, or yeah. three camera jobs like this one, but like it still takes a bit, you know, and yeah. it to put them all together, and, you know, record them on the phone, edit them on the phone. I didn't take my laptop, so mm-hmm. all that stuff's done on the phone.
0: Oh, wow, that's yeah. impressive!
2: Yeah, the equipment, too. Like, just uh, when we went to Utah, I was, I would have the crazy thought, hey, let's bring the board and let's do a podcast. No room for it, man. No. We, got yeah. <laughs> we got a drone and we got camera boxes and all this stuff oh, it's crazy. like matt didn't even have room for his clothes yeah, <laughs>
1: Pretty yeah. Much. i mean one of one, we were fortunate enough because we had a chase truck because when oh, we, yeah. we left we were gonna go back and get the truck and trailer right after uh mama tried okay back yeah. to daytona but dave my partner ended up taking it up to tennessee and then i was like well dave why don't you just go with us you can ride the bike that you own that Natalie's riding half the time and we'll have a chase truck full off. of stuff and we yeah. can chill and do all the stuff. So that's cool. That actually worked pretty good. And now the van's here where it belongs. Yeah. <laughs> so we did all the stuff. It worked out, you know? that's good, that worked out super good. And it's awesome. now people are really into these rides. So like I said, we're doing the Sturgis Smash ride, which will be, anybody's invited to that, which is cool. We'll, we're going to meet up at the Collective uh, shop in Phoenix. Um, and then we're going to end up, riding a stir, just do a little two or three day ride up to there. Yeah, that's cool. Since so you mentioned it, let's
2: talk about the collective, man. That's a new new venture for you, right?
1: Oh yeah. Um it's a, my buddy Danny, uh known as Motorwitch. He uh is a uh well known Harley yeah. engine builder. He yeah. uh partial owner of Leading Edge who does big motor kits, uh one fifty nine inch, one fifty one inch. Um and he hit me up a couple years ago to to Open a shop with them, and I said, "There's no way possible in yeah. the world that I will ever own a shop." It's a lot. It's a lot. Well, of, I mean, lot to do. Well, for me, I, I really can't own a shop and sell products when I'm reviewing. I'm supposed to be Switzerland and reviewing products. Yeah, I can't be like, oh, you know, look on V2 and Visionary, and here's all these rad products, and then I'm gonna be selling these other products that I've never tested. So it, it was really sticky for me. Yeah, yeah. complete contract. <coughs> so, um. I decided that <laughs> I was going to buy I, because at Hot Pike we did a series called uh Tales from the Dino um and it was really well received it did really well and then once I parted ways with them I didn't have a dino right so I ended up procuring a dino and making sure that it was not going to be in California so the dino had to be in Phoenix right uh and then as you know Being a shop in California, there's issues with componentry that's off-road use only, blah, blah, blah. blah. So um, it's a sticky subject for people to send me stuff to even test in California. Cams, exhaust, intakes, all that stuff. So I was already one foot out the door of California, moving to Arizona. I was 50-50. Maggie and I just got a loft there in downtown, so we'll be there most, like, 90% of the time now. So I pretty much co-opted a space inside the collective. What the collective is in is it's Danny Wilson, a guy named Ray Kirshner who worked at a Bartels for 20 years. He got out of, he didn't want to live in Venice anymore. Sure. Danny's lived in Phoenix forever. Um, FX art division and torch industries ended up moving into a big spot in the art district of downtown. And they had about 2,200 square feet of a shop That they weren't going to use. Okay. They're not really, uh, they're manufacturing. They don't do a lot of, uh, they do complete bike builds, but they don't want to, and they don't need to be doing handlebar jobs all the time. And they make handlebars. That's their number one selling thing. Sure. So they asked Danny if he would want to be the service area of that. Okay. And... Of course, Danny's not stupid. You know, yeah. he said yes. Yeah. And at that same time it happened, the COVIDs were hitting pretty big. And he was the service manager of Buddy Stubbs. They let him go. Um, so he quit. And now he's full-time doing that shop with Ray. And so it's a big thing. Like Danny is a, is a partner in DLX manufacturing who makes brake bones. And they're starting to make a bunch of really cool machine stuff. So DLX is in there. Motor Witch is in there. Leading edge is in there, FXR services in there, and now my stuff's in there. Right. You know, I'll, I'll have a i I'll have a podcast studio in there, a photo studio, a video studio. We built this crazy all glass fishbowl around the dyno so I can film and do my stuff in there. So I mean, it was only. The name just came to me one night, like, v 2 Visionary. Like, it's Collective. Like, Collective PHX. Like, there's there's no other way to call it. If you call it a different name, it's a different entity. Right, yeah. And then all it negates all those other brands that are in there. Sure. Yeah. So, we just did that. So, we polished up the floors all crazy, painted everything. Like, and Danny has, like, <laughs> six bikes to build by Sturges. <laughs> like, Dan Dreyer from Dixon was like, hey, I want a 40-day build on this bagger. Oh, Brought man. it in, and he's got, you know, he's still – I think he's got 15, 151, 159 motors he has to build by Sturgis. And, like, so he hit the ground running. He's yeah. busy. He is super so busy. He has an energy
2: drink sponsor or something. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> Dude. He drinks those rains like, like Dude.
1: crazy. Dude. And, you know, our buddy Lauren comes and helps out. And Lauren's actually his personal trainer. So they go to the – he spends more time with Lauren than anybody. He wakes up in the morning, works out with him, and then works all day with him, and then yeah. goes home. So, I mean, the collective is, will be something that's pretty cool right now. It's just a mess, jam full of bikes, and yeah. the doors literally aren't open because they're nailed shut. Yeah, you can't even get in there questions. We don't even have time, to, man, even have time uh, to put a door on yeah. that works. So. so
0: no visitors, you can't go there and, like, not, go in and check it out? Not or yet. Okay. Uh,
1: that, that will all happen um, during the new dates of the Arizona Bike Week. It'll be open. Okay. So...
0: Sounds like to me you need to have like a little area where people can come in and buy t-shirts and stuff like that. Trust me.
1: There's going to be actually, there's going to be a showroom area in the very front of the building adjacent to us. And that's where FXR division, Torch, and then us will be able to have all of our wares and hard parts and stuff in there too. So it's a a pretty crazy shot being able to have that many heavyweights in the industry. All together, you know, yeah, and, and having under one roof, yeah, yeah a, lot a lot of a talent lot in one spot, and having two Harley master mechanics mm-hmm. under one roof that are independent now, it's yeah. pretty funny because Danny, you know, like he's so trained, like he's he, he, he got super mad at me. He's like my brother, so we can get, yeah. you know, we can joke around, fist get almost yeah. straight into fisticuffs or be totally <laughs> fine hugging. Yeah. And he kept selling Harley parts, and I'm like, Danny, you know that you don't. Have to just sell Harley parts and it's yeah, they're great and yeah, they work good, but you can sell a Ness air cleaner now. Yeah. You instead okay. of a Harley one. Yeah. Like it's okay. Yeah. And, it's brainwashed. And guess <laughs> what? You can make more money doing that. Some say brainwashed. some say well trained. <laughs> yeah. yeah. right. I know the
2: mentality, man. I've been doing this so long I, I can That's only what I'm saying. imagine trying to like to break out. I got
1: all these things I can do now. I don't have to just like well you look know. at Harley stuff. Well, you know, yeah. because when you buy a Harley part I'm not saying it Lego's on, but All I mean right. if you buy like another manufacturer's fender, yeah compared to a Harley replacement fender, yeah you know the amount of work it's going to take. Some assembly required, yeah. <laughs> <it's, laughs> yeah, it's always <laughs> a fine balance
0: when we when Keith and I talk to people about parts, you know, it's like you can give them the Harley part, which we push the majority of the time because of what you said, you got yeah. the warranty, you got the fit and finish, the Harley Davidson, you know, you know it's R&D for that application. Yep. But there's things that just you can't get under the, the bar and shield, you know, things yeah. like, you know, bars or exhaust that Harley just doesn't do the same as some of the aftermarket companies. Sure. So it's a fine line to kind of balance or, or, well, it's on. a, so. yeah, it's
2: difficult to talking to those guys, you know, they, there's creative guys there, but they're hamstrung by, you know, having to follow rules and they're, yeah. yeah. they're kind of like, they're dumb of law. Yeah. And they, Whatever they put out there is getting so heavily scrutinized. Well, yeah, I um, mean, yeah, and they got to meet so many criteria
1: and tested and all this other stuff. So yeah, I mean, you, you got to figure out like you know, yeah, okay, we have issues here with the OTE and we have issues here with the California Resources Board, but dude, they have the TUV over there in right. Europe and the CE approval, which is way more stringent than yeah than anything we have in the United States. So it's if true. you're trying to hit mm-hmm. all those buttons, yeah. Oh, yeah, like your part better fit good. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> you know, making that in your backyard. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man. Very cool. Well, yeah. um, you you mentioned about the performance shows that you're doing <laughs> throughout the country, and I, I know you're doing one in Sturgis. Yes. Talk a little bit about that. Like, how do you how do you sign up? If I'm a guy that has a custom bike, hey, I want to go into. You know, this, what was it, the V-Twin perform Motorcycle? Yeah, it's
1: V-Twin Visionary Performance Motorcycle Show presented by Harley Davidson. All right, perfect. So that, that's the long-form <laughs> name.
0: So how, how do I go about getting into one of these shows if I'm interested? So
1: pretty much you can go on the V-Twin Visionary website or hit us up on at V-Twin Visionary. And um, it's a super simple process. You don't pre-register. The Sturgis Show is free. It's at the Buffalo Chip uh, August 10th. And um, you show up you fill out like three lines of your name, phone number and email address and you park your bike. And I mean, we have tons of great sponsors. We're going to have giveaways. We're going to have great, uh, raffles that will benefit, uh, charities as well as getting me gas money to get home. And, uh, and I mean, just all the way across, like last year we, uh, was our first one. I signed a three-year deal with, uh, the Buffalo chip to do it there. Um, I'm a big Buffalo chip guy. I like going there. The experience is really good there. The staff's great. Things get handled. Um, so I always go there. I always stay there. So when I made this deal with them, I wanted it to be really simple. Like I want. I didn't want somebody to have to whip out their checkbook or, or pre-register or this or that. I just wanted them to show up because there's so much going on in Sturgis. Like you barely have time to manage your days, yeah, you right. know, and it's directly it's the day after a Big Joe's FXR show. And, uh, you know, his is Sunday, mine's Monday, and it's really simple. Um, it's, it's, uh, it's just going to be a lot of fun. I want to keep it that way. Like the competition aspect is, is enough. You know, we have, you know, best of show, best soft tail, best bagger, best sportster, best, uh, or best, uh, pull shock sportster and i mean pull shock uh Softtail and m8 softtail there's a okay. big big level difference there yeah, yeah. Difference. you know we have best of models best to okay. sh- best to show best paint best motor like all that kind of stuff but i mean it's it's just uh you know the the full series when we had in daytona was huge over 100 bikes showed up uh wow. la- like i said last year i i honestly expected 30 bikes to show up we had over 100 um okay. Right. it was besides big joe's show it was the other biggest show they've ever had at the buffalo chip That's right. sweet. first out of the box i was very uh it kind of kicked the rest of this thing between visionary wise and gear last year to tell you the truth so, so in
2: surges too you guys are gonna debut the dixon flannel collab yeah, yeah collab you've been doing right yeah um, I know people are excited about
1: that yeah it's crazy we're big I, dixon people here i I'll. get so many people like you're only going to have it Sturgis? I was like, yes. Oh, yeah. Like, how, how can you do that to us? I was like, hey, everybody knows somebody's going to be at Sturgis. Give the guy 70 bucks and get one. Plus, yeah. oh, so you can't buy it online, huh? Nope. Mm, interesting. <laughs> I like it. That's cool. It's going to be exclusive. super exclusive. Yeah. but that's right. so you
2: imagine that in the Dixon world, you see someone with that flannel, you're like, dude, you got one of those? Yeah. yeah. And I mean, there's
1: certain crazy things like the. The pocket logo, <clears throat> they've never shared their brand with another brand. Right. Either like the Snap-on one or the PM one just says that. It doesn't say D. Ours says DFC slash VTV. Oh, okay. And that's a first. Um, they're completely redesigned flannels now. Yeah. They've got a lot, a uh, little bit longer arms. The cut's a little more generous. Um, there's a really cool uh, little uh, flap on the inside so you can clean your glasses now. Oh, wow. There's a gusset nice. down the back um they're, they're the highest quality ones i've seen like danny's really up in his game over yeah. there with that and, yeah they've
2: been coming out with a lot of new product and stuff too they got a lot of cool stuff oh, going so on so much stuff all their Vicks yeah. and
1: stuff for women is really cool yeah. so i was really excited like him and i talked about uh doing a flannel back in the hot bike days and i wanted to do kind of a crazy thing that nobody did and yeah. he was like oh that's dumb and that's all he said <laughs> and i mean i've been that guy's like my little brother like yeah, i've yeah. known the dude for forever ever yeah. And uh, that's all he said. And then one day I was like, hey, man, I want to do V2 and Visionary final. He's like, tell me what you want. Yeah. And then, so we've been working on it for about eight months. It's cool. and, uh And it will be debuted, and I'm sure they will sell out. So yeah, we're, not, awesome. we're not going to have, a, I mean, as far as even Dixon goes, our limited edition is going to be a lot less than their normal limited edition. So yeah. mm. whatever collaborations you got going on. Oh, man. I mean, pretty much doing stuff with a lot of harley dealers now um yeah. you know i'm building bikes with people like you know matt do you want to talk about the bike we're doing
0: yeah absolutely yeah so um we have a flhtp right or is it it's the flhp
1: it's FLHP. It's P. okay yeah. so the road yeah. king yeah, the road police
0: king. road king okay yeah so um yeah we got a bike coming from the motor company here that is for jeff here and um yeah i i, I was asking him before we started the podcast and recording you know what his plans were and if that's information he can divulge or if it's uh, some secret project so yeah talk about that for oh a minute. no
1: definitely it's it's definitely open um yeah it's a it's a police bike i mean anybody who knows me knows that danny wilson and i built the uh m8 fxr which, is, was a, dope, which is a by P. The way. Yeah, that's by far bad. my favorite
0: bike you guys i was actually uh, in preparation for this i was looking at some of your work and uh, i came across that uh, m8 fxrp build yeah. again i was like oh my gosh that yeah. thing is so sick it's where cool. is that bike that though? bike
1: was actually uh, there's a guy in washington that gave me and, and, and Danny, Danny was my partner on the bike. Um, uh, that he gave me an offer. We couldn't refuse. Okay. Like so there's no it. way in a million years I was going to turn down this amount of money for that bike. And Danny's yeah. like, we'd be stupid not to. Cause I hit Danny up and I was like, look, man, like you, you put a lot of it in there. And then Justin from Torch Industries did the frame and I was like, Hey man, he's like, I, Justin's really dry guy. He's like, I don't give get what you do with it. And so I was like, <laughs> okay, so, one, right? right. And so like we did it and we did it. And, and, um, then it, it happened, and we, we ended up going up to, to Tony Tucker's place and met the guy at Tucker Speed, and they took off on it. And, and um, it's actually back at the shop now. The guy wants a different motor put in it and a couple other little, little changes made to it. So it actually rolled into the shop, the other the collective, the other day while I was there, and I was like, Whoa. Yeah. I forgot how badass this bike really yeah. is. <laughs> yeah. So what we're doing is is we're gonna do. I'm I'm a big cop bike guy. I've had defenders and and legit FXRPs and that bike. So we're gonna take this bike and um, make it uh, kind of a variation. A lot of people are putting the FXRP fairings on um, on baggers now, so it will have yeah. that treatment. Um, we'll have Brock's wheels. Um, I'm still pushing the motor company for a 131 for it. Um, <laughs> right. Fingers crossed. Uh, PM brakes, uh, race tech suspension. Oh, man, like just so much cool stuff. A bunch of alloy art stuff, a Brock swing arm. Uh, so it's kind of a performance bagger style. It'll be, built. It'll be crazy performance bagger build. Yeah. So, you know, Dope. it'll be lighter. And, and for me, the criteria of a performance bagger because that word is completely overused now. It is for sure. Is uh, you know, it's got to be lighter, faster and brakes and stop better. Yeah. And then and if you yeah. don't do any of those then it's not a performance bagger. It has it's to have all three. Of those yeah.
0: I like that. That's I'm going to start using that criteria yeah. from now on. We're
1: actually doing Danny and I have figured out a matrix where we'll be able to go and test bikes. Anybody who thinks they have a performance bagger can come to Phoenix. And we'll put it through the same paces. It's a dyno. And
0: get like a certification. This has been this collective a, certified this performance This is a real bagger. performance bagger. Or, visionary or or certified failed. You day. cannot like call this a performance bagger. The dyno
1: and the skid pad. And we just bought like super expensive uh, weighing system for motorcycles. I didn't know they cost that much. Like yeah. They had like three of them at Cycle World when I worked over there. I sure. was like, dang. Should have bought one at discount. <laughs> yeah. And um, so we were going to weigh the bikes, put them on the dyno, get the torque, and – horsepower and then put it on the skid pad so that's kind of the whole thing for next year is is bring your bring your bike
2: it'll be cool and it's not thought of it and it's probably not even possible but if it was it'd be awesome because we we uh the motor company sends us the test bikes for LA county sheriff's office mm-hmm. so we deliver them out there and you know pick them up we don't do much with their testing but if we could get their police bike, they can go take it out to their testing oh, and test it up so against mean, the yeah. bikes that are out That's there. So that, would get be you awesome. know? Yeah. that
1: would be great, man. You, sh- you should
0: set a benchmark, though. Like, hey, it's got a you know, this is what our bike weighs. Yep. This is the power it puts out. And this is, I guess, what, how quickly it stops. And, you know, so people can kind of like, okay, this is my bench- benchmark against yeah. you know, Jeff Holt's bike. We're going to
1: have on the dyno, there'll be a. Uh, uh, magnet board and it's going to okay. be called the tower of power Hall of Fame. Oh, i love it and and there we'll have whose ever bike has the most horsepower yeah so man. you can come in pay your money to have the bike dynoed and be somewhere on the list and, and nice. that's right dude yeah so we're going to be doing that as well and then we'll have that matrix up as well to shop of what is what bikes are really done as a performance bike and not just something with a shiny exhaust and in a and the upside down fork on it. Yeah, you sure. Know? So well, don't, awesome. don't
0: make fun of our bikes, okay? When we're rolling on. Our, our performance baggers, okay?
1: <laughs> I love them all, man. You, you gotta have a mean? California category because we're limited. <laughs> <laughs> True, we should. <laughs> yeah. Little asterisks there. The, the one, this one state. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. This no is doubt. the 49 state bikes, and here's the California bikes. <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> but yeah, we do have the, I don't know if you've seen, we have the VTV Mega Motor Bagger that we've done. I don't know if I've seen that. That bike is, uh, it's got, uh it has the prototype 159 leading edge motor in it
0: dang is that the one with the red carbon yeah fiber we just there? did yeah. the stuff okay. with the curtis Hoffman that.
1: carbon fiber and and some other stuff that bike will we're lightening that bike up any which way we can titanium hardware um gonna be sick. doing super huge brakes from a company i've never even heard of before in europe that's sending us some brakes. i was like i've never hey. heard of you yeah you know okay send them we'll Does see how work. they work yeah, so, let's check it out so uh you know, that's got a bunch of alloy art stuff on it and a Brock swing arm. So uh, we'll probably end up getting some Brock's wheels for it. And uh, that bike will most likely be the benchmark because it's already pushing 180-something horsepower and oh, over 200 torque.
2: Oh, gosh. Yeah. And uh, tur- non-turbo also. Non-turbo
1: <laughs> pump gas. <laughs> yeah.
0: Wow. So that's, that's wild. That's well, t- tell us a little bit more about the bike that you're getting from Harley. Like, how, how do you get to a place where like you get, like they're just at this point, they're hooking you up with that bike. And now we talked about born free that you're going to do. Yeah. Like, what are some of the other things you're going to do with that? Yeah. Bike? With
1: that bike, that, that one, I, 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 I forgot what the hell we're going to call it. It's the, um, RKRP road King RP. Okay. Um, so, uh, we're, that bike it'll be, it'll, it's, the reason it's taking so long is I, I picked a Houston police paint scheme, which is black and white, but it has a gray pinstripe, pinstripe that yeah. breaks it up. Mm, yep. And Harley was like, Houston hasn't ordered a police bike in a, from us for like three years. We oh. do not have that bike. Yeah. So I was back in the bus before the COVIDs, and I was supposed <clears> to get that bike like by Daytona. So now it's showing up here this month. And, I mean, pretty much the deal being is when I made a deal with Harley – to be a sponsor, be the sponsor the of the show series, they also were very interested in our Smoky Mountain tour, which we've done um, two years now. I take place in uh, Maryville, Tennessee, at a place called uh, The Shed, which is adjacent to Smoky Mountain Harley-Davidson. And um, it's four days of riding in the some of the best places ever. Um, you know, all Tale of the Dragon, Blue Ridge yeah. Parkway, Skyline. We can just I can keep going. Yeah, like right dream, outside the back rides, door. Yeah. yeah. So we do that there. And so they wanted to be the presenting sponsor of both. And I was like, Well, you know, one costs this much, the other one costs this much. And they were like, Oh and I'm like, <laughs> Well, one costs this much, and how about a bike? <laughs> and they're like, Okay, no problem. So that was when that's how the RKRP came together. Okay. And they were actually not very happy that I ordered another cop bike because I've built a lot of cop bikes and they're like, well, is it going to look just like that one with the M8 in it? And I was like, no, man, it'll be totally different. (laughs) <laughs> uh, so we'll see um and
0: then well one's a soft tail right and one's on the touring chassis so there's a pretty big yeah, difference. Yeah, trust right me there. it
1: doesn't really matter man okay. like we're just doing everything and it, it we'll have a bunch of fun with it yeah. you know it's cool yeah
0: well i guess i should say you know the you had the, an, an fxr frame right that you put a milwaukee yeah fxr it. okay tails. so it's an fxr frame yeah. not a soft tail and then a touring
1: frame i knew sorry. what you're making do. they're two whole, whole different bikes <laughs> yeah. man and i'll yeah. tell you man like that FXR, we did so much work to it that it was barely an FXR frame anymore. Oh, I'm sure. And, you know, we had to do so much. I weep. Justin did so much cutting and manufacturing and his brother yeah. Joe and him on it that there was not much left. Yeah, right?
2: even to put a twin cam in one of those is like a huge undertaking. Yeah. Milwaukee 8's got to be just It's ridiculous. a totally different thing. Yeah.
1: I mean, nobody's done one since. Everybody keeps taking photos on Instagram of them being made, and there's yeah. still not one on the road. So that'll tell you. Yeah. And we built that bike two years ago.
2: It's a process of working through all the little hiccups and things yeah. you run into. Yeah. You don't realize it until you get there, and you're like, oh, man, I got to move this. I got to move that. Correct. Yeah.
1: And I mean, you know, that's just the thing. And, and I mean, Milwaukee, uh, the Milwaukee a baggers for me, I, I mean, I, I, anybody that knows me knows I was never a fan of baggers. Like, the last one I bought was a 2011 Road Glide, and I hated the thing. Mm-hmm and you know i ride them every year harley lets me ride them and and you know i I go to fox and do their suspension camp and everybody else and um i still was like ugh, you know twin cam baggers like no man just not my thing (laughs) they're heavy blah 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 and then man milwaukee eight baggers they yeah. are badass. Different. That's, that's Different beast. Say yeah. That. yeah. It's
0: it's funny the number of people that I get that come in that buy one of these Milwaukee Eight baggers that ride them. It's like wow, you know, I, I expected it to handle good, but like I have fun up in the canes with these things, yeah. and they just they handle really well. They handle. They, they hold their weight really well, and yeah. the power to weight ratio is better now. So it's really like an all around buy. I mean, it's I personally crazy. ride a Street Glide, and yeah, I love it. So.
1: Yeah, I mean for me, like you know, I'm. We were, you know, back in the day when we, when I worked at Baggers in, like, 06, 07, man, like, we would build a road glide, and people were like, man, that thing's, that thing's hideous. How come you even build a street glide? Those things are horrible. Now, like, everybody in the world has a road has glide. a road glide. And yeah. I was like, when I got that COVID bike, I was like, it's got to have a bat wing. Like, I need to be opposite everybody. And yeah. that bike is so impressive. I mean, you know, it's the barest bones bagger. I mean, what does that thing retail? Like
0: 19 grand. 19. Yeah, like, come on. Yeah. For real,
1: and I wear a helmet with a calm system, so I'm never worried about
0: a the radio, stereo. Yeah.
1: And yeah. I've got an iPhone, so I don't worry about any of the infotainment. Like, right, right. And it's way lighter. And I mean, that bike is super fun. Yeah, yeah. and I really, you know, you know, I was a gigantic proponent of the Softail when it when it came out, yeah. to the point where I actually got death threats over <laughs> from Dyna people and well, FXR cause, people.
0: Yeah, because I mean, you're kind of like a big time Dyna FXR guy. Oh yeah, and... I
1: still own. Geez, I have five Dynas and. Three XRs. Yeah. Like, so
0: I mean, you're obviously a, a huge voice uh, among the people and kind of the Dyna Nation, if you want to yeah. call it that. And yeah, I, I still remember, you know, after the the 2018 model year uh, <laughs> announcement, when there was no more Dyna. Like, I mean, and talk about it from your perspective. Like, what happened when that when that oh, whole thing man. went down
1: and the Dyna was, it was was dead? It was crazy. I mean, like, I was privy to that was to that happening before it happened. Okay. And you know, I, I'm sworn to secrecy about a bunch of stuff like even today. Um, but like I knew it was going to happen. I knew, (laughs) I knew there was going to be some backlash, but I mean, honestly, I, I I think the motor company went about it completely wrong Yeah, about they did it all in one fail swoop and they called it, you know, everybody in the world knew knew that the, that the soft tail pull shock soft tail was the worst handling bike ever. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, it looked cool and it was great for the time it was alive, but then to be able to, to, you know, I think people at Harley were like, wouldn't it be great if we just wrapped all these things into one thing and we don't have to, you know, have a care in the world, you know, we're going to have baggers, sportsters, and, you know, and this new, and, and the soft tail, you know, and it'll be easier for us. But then to be able to like kill the line and then shove all those names in there and yeah. then still call it a soft tail, like yeah. that's like three strikes and you're out. Yeah. You know, they should have called it like Project X or had a different name and, and the then same pulled thing. those yeah, names. I said the there. same thing when they yeah. came
2: out with it at the show when Matt and I were sitting there. I'm like, why wouldn't well, they should have renamed it a new category? Like yeah. it's not a Dinah. It's not a Softail. Traditionally, it's a whatever you want to call it. But yeah. name it something else. Like and I mean, set they, it aside.
1: They really should have put leaked a photo of just that frame because when I, you know, months before it came out, they just had the photo of the frame with the pull shock and then the front end and that thing yeah. looked badass. Yeah. I was like, you know, there I was it like, is. Oh man. And yeah. then just say, Hey, this is, this is the new, this is what's coming new. Right. And then you could say, Hey, you know, this bike, Hey, you know, due to, you know, the amount of people loving this new style, we're going to kill the Dyna. And this is why. And then Harley should have really just took that thing on the road as as a complete bike and as a frame in a glass case in the back of a truck and just yeah. went to every dealership so you could look at it. But to like blindly do that to to brand enthusiasts, yeah. That was bad news, man. The marketing company screwed the pooch on that. <laughs> you know, and, and but I mean I, I got to ride those bikes weeks before most other magazine editors or anybody else did mm. and I wasn't hot on it. Like, you know, I just spent, you know, every dine I have has $10,000 worth of suspension on it. And they still wobble. Right. You know, 80 miles an hour on those sweepers, man. You can start feeling that ass come loose. Mm -hmm. And I got on that bike. The first one that I got on was um, a low rider. And, of course, the handlebars were janky because Harley has weird ergonomics on their handlebars. And I'm a BMX guy, so I'm used to having flat, you know, straight bars, you know, higher than normal t-bar guy and but as soon as i got on that bike i took it up angeles crest highway man and i was like i'm giving this thing all it's got i mean i'm no track day guy i'm not you know i'm a fat harley rider and (laughs) you know know. but
0: you know how to ride you throw your leg over one or two bikes right and And i
1: was like oh my god this is the this is honestly the best handling stock bike i've ever ridden that has a v-twin in it like by far you know i've got you know, I've had my FXR, I have an FXR that has 17,000 original miles on it. Like it's, it's perfectly stock. Sure. Like, and it blew that thing away. And I was like, oh man. And it blew away my, like I rode my Dyna there that day yeah. and I rode my 2015 and I rode and it's, and it had, um, full racetech shocks, full racetech front end built for me. Yeah. And I rode that thing home. And I was like, man, that stock bike. I'd might as well just kick this thing over, like, and then I honestly reported on it, and people were they went ape shit online, yeah. you know, that's like they went ape shit. You yeah, know? we were
2: getting all the calls too, and I told everyone the same thing you're saying right now, which is like, hey, come ride this, come ride that. Before yeah. you judge is what it is or isn't, come ride, bring your dine in. You will be wanting to buy one of these when, you, when and, you leave, and yeah. everyone that's done it has been like, dude, you're right. Like this bike is amazing compared to you know what my bike was when right. i got it yeah right
1: i mean and it's crazy even even this day day and age like i you know i the the low lowrider i have the 19 lowrider that i have the silver bike um the original project we have you know that bike is decked out it's got a 125 inch motor in it it's got 147 foot pounds of torque yeah brox wheels full suspension on it it's got gp in the front and uh, um and uh russ werner in the back uh I rode that bike last year at the tour and I was keeping up with dudes that I would have never kept up with like rusty from D and D that guy rides the piss out of his bikes and Brian from TPJ and Scott, the guy that owns the dealership who knows every inch of all those roads and has this crazy road King that he rides. And that bike, I gave that bike everything I could give it. And it was, it was unbelievable on all that, all that stuff, man. Like, you know,
0: you know, it's, it's, if you can just, I told people, if you can just get over the name and I think going back to the whole soft tail name, I think Harley just had so much invested in the soft tail name. They didn't yeah. want to give up all that brand, I guess, equity that they've built over oh, the I years. Agree. And I'm not saying that's the right or wrong choice. I think I agree with you guys where they probably should have called it something else and just kind of swallowed their pride and maybe got rid of the, the soft tail name. But I just told people, if you can get over the name and the fact that, you know, you don't call it a Dyna anymore, you can get over the fact that there's no two uh, external shocks on the bike anymore. The bike rides better, handles better, you have better power-to-weight ratio, yeah. and the suspension is far more comfortable and performs better. And if you can just get over the name, you're getting a far superior product. Oh,
1: my so. God. It's lighter, stiffer. Yeah. I mean, yeah. come on, man. Like they, they put a lot of work into that. You know, like, That was you know? a
2: long time coming. Yeah, they did a yeah. lot. Oh, oh yeah, for lot. sure.
1: And then coupled with that motor. Yeah. I mean, come on, man. The Milwaukee 8 is amazing. Yeah, it had some issues with oiling in the beginning, first year, but I mean, yeah. come on, man.
2: Twin cams yeah. had issues the first few years too. <laughs> oh <you know>? yeah, <laughs> pretty much our, every motor Has. comes out. They, they test as much as they can, but until t- they get it in the hands of the public and people start tearing <laughs> tearing it up.
1: Oh, I know. Yeah. You know, yeah. you know, with leading edge, you know, they they, they all those bikes, the big ones, have balanced cranks. Yeah. And they take all the all the balancers out of there. The two that are in the soft tail one and the the one in there, and that thing, it purrs like a kitten, man. Yeah. The one fifty one that I had in the FXR. Uh, that thing if you were to ride like a normal milwaukee eight bagger they the mo you don't even feel the motor that bike felt like a evo right (laughs) like that's right like a badass worked evo like that thing was shaking Shaking in the motor, crazy yeah and, uh, and a lot of
0: people like that, but some people don't like that. You know, I don't even like that
1: anymore. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm getting old. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah it's, it's
0: it's interesting to hear that from you because there's so many people. I mean, I talk to a lot of people online and just hear a lot of the, the chatter and stuff like yeah. that. And a lot of people are saying, oh, the Milwaukee 8, you know, it's it's you know, a Japanese motor now. And it's not even a Harley motor. Oh and God. it's it's such a fine line for for Harley to try to walk on. You know, no matter what they to,
1: do, they're damned pretty much yeah it. you can't like, please everybody oh, they're, that's for they're sure. stuck in the 50s all their bikes look like that yeah oh well oh they come out with something new like the live wire oh they're just pandering to to <laughs> tesla people or, yeah. or you know oh you know well said yeah yeah i mean they can't they literally can't do anything right yeah it's true, a, it's, well a that, it's a wonder that it's a wonder. that i mean you, you've gotta you know you've gotta have really thick skin to be working over there. yeah or even own a dealership like yourself you know that's you know i mean late laws is a legendary dealership you know generations of people work here and like it, it's it's really cool but man throughout the years like to be able to say yeah you know we we've, we've had you know evos when they're brand new on here yeah you know it was yeah. lined up leaking evos on, that's right on, on, the, <laughs> yeah. on the showroom floor 100 percent. and so i mean you yeah. know it's just you're damned if being a harley uh enthusiast or working in the industry like the first thing you post anything, somebody's gonna hate it. Yeah, whether it's a part here, a part there. Like I just push the button on on stuff, man, and just wait. <laughs> yeah. Which way is this gonna go? Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no yeah. doubt. So yeah, we. I, I had a question for you. So sure. we're
2: we're in the middle of a. We're kind of doing a series on performance upgrades from mm-hmm. a Harley perspective. We covered stage one's last uh podcast, which hasn't published yet, but it's coming out soon. So being from the you know Harley slash. Aftermarket kind of wide open door world, um, what are your what are your go to performance upgrades for say a regular guy Milwaukee Eight street bike? It's going to be a you know maybe a, not a day, maybe a daily rider or you know going to be a weekend rider whatever, but um, what are you, what do you recommend or what do you what do you like to see on your your bikes like that? Uh,
1: I, I mean honestly you know it, it's always the big five you know intake exhaust seat handlebars yeah. grips you know those are those are things that i think everybody's going to change performance wise or not sure. um and then after that big, mo- bigger motor once you're used to how the bike functions with with either your 114 or your 107 in it yeah. um bigger motor enhancements and brakes depending on whichever order you, you know you want to do sure i mean i always say if you're going to have a bigger motor you got to have bigger brakes Um, I, I honestly think on the soft tails, the rear brake doesn't work very well. Right. Um, that company DLX, they made a little adjustable brake bone so you can adjust the fulcrum of the brake pedal. Yeah. It's a really cool thing. Yeah. Um, and it works. I have one on my bike and then, but the front brake works great. Like you don't need a dual disc. You only want it for looks. Yeah. Like, you know, all the, all the bikes that have single discs on them, that new, Brembo, Brembo Caliper that came out with that soft tail works, works amazingly yeah. really singularly. Yeah. Um a lot of people just want to do a look. Yeah. You know, it's funny because I ended up on my silver bike, I ended up putting behringers on it and running it with a single bore master cylinder. Okay. And everybody's like, it's not gonna work, it's not gonna work. Even, you know, everybody hardly guys, I put it on there, man. It does, you can almost put. When the bike's stationary, almost put it's so there's so much modulation like a sport bike. Yeah, you can almost put the lever to the to the bar. But if you tried that when the bike was moving, it would flip you over. Sure, yeah. like it's crazy. Yeah. So I tell people, eh. so I mean, being able to do that, you know, I I definitely would say if you're gonna go bigger motor, you got to go bigger brakes.
2: Yeah, yeah, it's the same theory that i've subscribed to forever like yeah. if it doesn't make the bike go faster stop faster it's like got no yeah it's got, it's no got purpose. a purpose yeah, yeah or at least no comfor- purpose on comfortableness, it
1: comfortableness you know yeah. having a nice seat that is either made for you or by you know one of our socal favorites whether it's saddleman or Lapera. Yeah. you know either, either one yeah. of those
2: the rider interface op- things are important seat bars grips
1: i'm really bad about bars and grips like um FXR torch, he knows how to make them right. Biltwell's benders are really good. Mm-hmm. Uh Jim and Ims has really good bends. Um a lot of other people just don't get it. Like even their T-bars are like buckhorns. You yeah. know, like, come on man, like flatten that out. And yeah. then grip diameter. Yeah, that's a big one. Harley guys like huge grips. Mm-hmm. I got little monkey paws. Like look at these things. Like I got little fingers <laughs> and a gigantic <laughs> palm. Yeah. It doesn't work. And I'm used to riding BMX bikes with 7/8 grips. Right. So all my grips have to be really small. I like um Stock grips that I don't modify would be like the Arlen Nest grips, the super tiny ones, or the Harley ones that come on the Sportsters. Yeah, yeah. that are reduce, tiny, yeah, reduce yeah the reduced yeah. diameter. But my favorite grip is I take um, <laughs> I take it. They're not, they're going to hate me for even saying this. I take a Biltwell Lumicore <laughs> grip, uh-huh. and I machine the the front flange down, cut the the padding, cut the rubber off of it, and then put screws or put nice bolts in the ends uh-huh. and it feels like a seven-eighths grip okay but it's yeah. just a piece of aluminum that's knurled sure <laughs> so a lot of people don't find that comfortable man i've ridden the bike to sturgis twice and I might never get hand issues with it at all yeah but that grip is like super tiny yeah. so uh speed merchant grips if you have if you have dual cable dual throttle cables sure. are great for me um i keep begging them to make a throttle by wire versions, so maybe someday they'll heed thy word but other than that, like, for me, fit is definitely contact points of the bike, even even with pegs, pegs yeah. or mini boards. I'm yeah. a peg guy because I like rocking my foot. Sure. So mini boards don't really allow that.
2: Yeah, you can't move your foot around too much on those. Yeah, yeah I agree. Cool.
0: Question for you. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I've been trying to kind of ask you about what what trends you see right now that are, like, really hot, and where do you think, like, in future trends, like looking ahead, like right now – I personally kind of feel like the performance bagger, as much as that gets thrown around a lot, and, and some are more performance than others, that's kind of a, a trend right now that we're in that I'm seeing. And, um, you know, maybe we're the tail end, maybe we're right in the middle of the, the, the kind of the dyna, the, the club scene, the club style dyna or the club style soft tail. I feel like those are kind of some trends that we're in right now. What are your feelings about current trends and because I mean, you're so involved in the custom bike world and maybe some future trends that you see just emerging right now what what are those trends?
1: I think really, um, I mean to to say the first thing is is horsepower never goes out of style. you know so <laughs> sure. I mean, performance stuff is 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 has seemed to always be like, whether it's like a Kenny Boyce FXR from the 90s that was, you know, kind of slammed, and but it had a big motor in it. Or like all the Ron Sims bikes that had, you know, crazy big motors, but they didn't look like performance bikes. Um, it, that's always been underlying. It's just now there's kind of more of a, you know, a moto aspect to uh performance stuff, whether it's, you know, every, every peg looks like an MX peg or, you know, a bunch of anodized stuff, which would came from BMX or even mountain biking and dirt biking, different color stuff like that. Um, I think it's, you know, the big thing currently. And I think that will be keep going because, you know, even, even like John Shope starting to make cool stuff for performance stuff, you know, making good covers where you can run T-bars and not have to hack up your stuff, stuff that looks good. Um, You know, bare knuckle Paul's doing a bunch of performance stuff, you know, uh, a ton of people, even, you know, flow motorsports, things like that. So, like, uh, I think it's really going to be kind of what we discussed earlier where, you know, this matrix thing where super true performance is going to be a bigger factor that goes across the country. Like right now, it's it seems to be a California thing, an Arizona thing, some guys on the East Coast, kind of like how, you know it's big wheel bagger started the same way and yep. fat tire chopper started the same way. And then the middle of the country will get that in years to come. Yeah. So I think that, that that's not going to cool off. I mean, I see a lot of, I see a lot of kids riding, um, sports still, which is super cool. Like it's a good entry level bike. Totally. Um, I think that that's going to heat up. I think definitely women riding is going to heat up even more. That's been, you know, I think it's kind of been, Uh, I I, I probably shouldn't say this either, but I think it's been kind of pushed. It's not been like a thing. I would would agree with that. I think that a lot of people have been pushing and pushing and pushing. it. Now it's happening.
0: Happening naturally.
1: Naturally happening. It's naturally occurring now, which is good. I I always love that, man. Like I've got like G girls that I ride with all the time. Like Natalie Kleiner, I was talking about earlier. Like she's somebody I ride with all the time, like Savannah, mouse and the motorcycles ride with her, you know, like a lots of people I ride with. And I don't even like, I'm not even like, oh, I'm riding with a girl. Like before it would be like, it's somebody's wife or your girlfriend that yeah. you got a bike. And now it's like, they're just there yeah. and they hang out and, you know, it's no big part deal. Of part of the crew. And, yeah. and you know, it, that's also kind of changed too. You know, you you, you, you mind what you say. You know, you, you I think you actually become a better person. <laughs> you know yes. what I'm saying? You're sure. not talking and saying uh, things you know so i mean it kind of all evolves and, and as well as i don't know what you want to call it urban writers or this or that people of color writers that's definitely here at Laidlaw, laws you guys know and it's been that way forever because yeah. you're in la yeah totally yeah. you get yeah. hispanic people you get you get african-american people you get asian people you get every people from everywhere but Absolutely. that's not the case in in a lot of other states great point yeah. so i think that's really catching on yeah. And I I like seeing that. Um, yeah. you know, I just want more people riding motorcycles. I don't care. Yeah. I don't care if they're orange and pink polka dotted true from true outer that. space. Man, you Absolutely. buy a Harley and ride it. <laughs> so sure. I mean, you know, all in all, I think the performance thing's going to stick around for a while yeah. because it 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 suits itself to every model that Harley makes and Indian as well. Yeah. And I think that that is really going to be something solid. And then you know I kind of like these these sportsters that these kids are building that are wacky. You know, like they just take the heat shields or they take the exhaust. They buy a brand new bike. They put struts on it so the suspension yeah, doesn't work. No suspension. They right? take the muffler off and they wrap the the header pipe. <laughs> Yeah. And they put some janky bars and, and like wrap the grips with the, with the same thing they wrap the pipes with, which yeah. isn't pipe wrap, either one. All right. I mean, I kind of like that. want to
0: take it off road. Right. You know, a lot of Tank, yeah, Tank mean, lift, you know,
1: yeah, ignition relocation, yeah, like, coil relocation. Some yeah. knobby tires or something. And I mean, yeah. that's, you know, like the old curmudgeon dudes that look at us with our performance bikes. We look at those kids like, like they look at us. All right. You know, as long as you're doing something wacky and weird, bikes, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm down with it. As long as, you know, as long as you're riding a motorcycle, man. There's a lot of cool
2: products out there, too. Like, I see a lot of crossover stuff. Like, I've seen a trend with, like, Baja Designs lights now. Yeah. Everyone, because they're the best performing LED around. They're yep. expensive. I love know? that trend, by the way. But, yeah, they they're they're people are building brackets for them and figuring out how to wire them into their bikes and doing all these things. And, that's like, I see a lot more of that going on now, too. Yeah. Like, a lot of people are repurposing things that weren't necessarily built for harley use to that's yeah, really cool you know, it's way, cool, yeah.
1: dude, you know? Yeah. and it's funny in 2013 i built that uh, fxr with chip at custom at san diego customs it was the hot bike tour bike and i had a guy glass in the vent fairings on the on the on the p fairing. Uh-huh. <laughs> and i called baja designs and i was like hey i want to get your lights they had these lights that are perfect they're like three inches by two inches And he's like, well, what application is it for? I was like, "Uh, it's going on a Harley. And he's like, hold, please. (laughs) And then some other guy gets on the phone. He's like, where are you putting this on a Harley? And I was like, they're Harleys. They have these fairings and blah, blah, blah. And he's like, just silence on the other phone. He's like, well, what color do you want? Yeah. And so I ended up just getting them and putting them in and like they fit perfect. They yeah. look super cool, but man, it was so funny. Like the guy's just like, Oh yeah,
2: their <laughs> stuff's really high quality, but yeah, I've already experienced it with them. Cause we're doing a project now with a customer that's doing a uh, dual LP six. Yeah. Huge headlights. And they, they put out like 10,000 oh, candle power or whatever they are. Like, I don't remember off uh, road use
1: only. Yeah. yeah. So
2: <laughs> there's a rumor going around that Baja designs has this, this wiring harness that allows you to like run them dim in certain, not certain, yes, you do. know, spots on the street. They do. But I called them. They were like totally like, I don't know what you're talking about. I'm like, what well, do you know? What I'm
1: talking about everyone's talking about this thing, but you don't know what I'm yeah, talking yeah, about. Yeah, they had it because they. I had wow. it on that FXR. Oh, yeah. Okay. Was that yeah. that
0: orange one? Kind of orange? Yeah. It
1: was the one that Schultz painted. Yeah. Yeah.
0: That was a badass man. Thank you. I think it had like the FXR T fairing on it, right? Yeah. Yeah, I rode that bike. That
2: was cool. So, yeah. But, yeah, there's a lot of cool stuff out there. People are innovating. Yeah. Can, I mean,
1: I want to check Clearwater Lights out, too, because they, yeah, they, no, they build a lot of cool they're stuff. They're
2: actually too. really cool people. Um, we did we a – yeah, yeah, Nancy Delgado. He knows his stuff, man. He yeah, He does. We had an issue with, you know, kind of wiring in their dimmer switch and got them on the phone, and they were able to figure it out real real quick. It happened to be an issue with the little harness that they mm-hmm. make. But uh, they, they were actually – their customer service is amazing. Oh, it's amazing. He overnighted me the part, and we had her on the road the very next day. Yeah, clear water's um, good. But, yeah, they're, I, they're a great company. Yeah. Good people, too. Definitely. Yeah, really good people. Yeah. There's, There's so good.
1: many cool little industry guys out there that uh, yeah. a lot of people don't know of that, that are making super cool stuff. You know, like Butch Green at Green Brothers with the mm-hmm. shift – with the shift linkages and his, and his, and his, you know, axle kits. And I mean, that you could think of, you know, 15 guys like that, you know, like Steve at speed Kings coming out with his own part line. Now yeah. Jim, Jim at I'm doing all his own welding in house and building all the crazy yeah, stuff. Luckily there. they like,
2: got like guys like you out there, mainly you, showing off their product because they, they're the, what they do do is make things really well, Yeah. but they're not, they don't have the mark in-house marketing and, you know push it, it, and advertising no. that they really reach. need. Cause people don't like little things like that, like detail things. People don't realize how much better it can, that that part can make their writing experience oh, yeah, for sure. Until they have someone like you tell them like, Hey, check this out, go ride this bike for a minute. I'll, and I changed this linkage yeah. part. And, and just the, it Yeah, just the uh, adjustability of like the, the brake pedal is a huge one that oh, yeah, hardly doesn't off doesn't they don't should no. they, sh- they missed the boat on do that do one. It. Yeah. But yeah, you do that and then someone's like, Oh, that brake works so much better. I didn't never I never realize it. But my point is like luckily they have people out there like yourself talking about these things, otherwise no one would ever know that they, you know, they took out a little ad in Thunderpress Press or wherever and it didn't they, they don't understand why they don't get the sales that they right. Thought they would because our product is really great.
1: Definitely. But no one knows about it. You know? Yeah. And I mean, so. that, that's what's also been great about these rides because it doesn't work out this way. But all these, we're actually doing a third ride, which I'll discuss after this. Like, so for the COVID ride, we just, it, it was just like, hey, do you want to be part of this deal? Yes. Of course, it's going to cost you a little bit of money, but it's not a huge amount of money. And we're going to be featuring your products. It's pretty much put gas in our tanks and food in our bellies and yeah. hotels. We broke even on that. And then the Sturgis one will break even on too. Like, and then the third one will be California Crossing. We're gonna start San Diego and go to Oregon. Meet, gonna to go to a different couple of different shops. Meet everybody along the way. Whoever wants to join up, join up. Doesn't cost you anything. Yeah, uh, we'll be stopping at Dream Rides. John Jessup shop is a good friend of mine and a great bike builder. A couple other people along the way. And have some builders join us. But then that kind of deal is where you get to showcase this. Yeah. You know, like I used this brake part on here. I use this and I'm not doing it for the dough. Like half the people didn't, you know, they're not paying thousands of dollars that the yeah. bike's featured. I was like, Hey, I really want to use your part on this bike. Sure, Can we yeah. do so? Yeah. So, I mean, um, yeah, I mean, oh yeah. The, the Sturgis bike, Sturgis smash bike. I'm getting here right from you, the soft yeah. tail
0: uh i don't know uh, yeah okay. the one
1: i'm buying tomorrow oh yeah yeah okay the street I, didn't, I didn't realize that's what it was yeah for. yeah that's the bike for sturgis oh sturgis right on. smash so very we'll, cool part, right yeah on. sorry duh i we're just, sure that just popped in my then. mind we're gonna be test riding that here pretty soon yeah so i'll be Venice. so we'll be joining forces on that bike right so, on pretty cool and yeah definitely cool. look out for that because it'll be all over the interwebs cool man yeah
0: that's awesome yeah If you guys haven't followed Jeff yet, I'm going to be linking all of his social media links up here in the corner there and in the description as well. So be sure to follow. I mean, if you're in the V twin world, like you've probably already heard of him, but if you haven't make sure you follow him. I mean, all the things that he's talked about already, you know, he's really involved with other aftermarket companies and really showcasing other stuff, which kind of a comment that I like to bring up when we talk about aftermarket parts part of the value I feel like of a Harley Davidson is that you're not just constrained to what Harley offers and and Harley offers a lot for an OEM manufacturer, but you have all these people making parts for this bike that you have this whole array of of choices to choose from. And so I think that it it builds the value of of Harley Davidson or or any other make a motorcycle when you have a lot of people making parts for that bike. So I think it's great that, you know, you, you showcase this stuff and do such a good job at it. And someone with the experience that you have, you know, does it because you know it's rad i mean i i learn new stuff and i see new stuff um on your channel your 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 media outlets all the time so yeah i mean that's, that's really
1: cool. that's really what i've concentrated on doing is componentry and you know and definitely uh you know i it's not only showcasing made in america items but you know i try to definitely showcase the little guys and the made in america stuff more than other stuff just because you know we all want those guys to succeed you know, instead of yeah. some giant conglomerate from Europe or Asia, you know what I mean. Right. It just kind of does stuff. So,
2: yeah, by nature, a lot of those guys are excelling right now because they're getting their they get their raw material, you know, domestically. And getting raw material from overseas right now it ain't, ain't happening. Nope. So all the companies that we, you know, deal with that are you know, made in the USA and source their their uh, material here are actually doing well right now. Yeah. yeah they can't make stuff fast enough because the other guys that are, you know, making stuff overseas, they can't even get their product out. Oh, so I agree, So it's actually been really it's great. beneficial to them <laughs> yeah. and
1: us. Yeah. Yeah, I agree, man. So it's i mean it, it, this whole industry's it's kind of funny because you hear people like well why doesn't Harley make tea bars from the factory and why doesn't Harley do this from the factory and why there's somebody somewhere at the factory going well we should leave a little room for the for the aftermarket so they support us and we support them like it's a symbiotic relationship yeah. that doesn't really happen in any other industry no. like yeah. this yeah. It's gm doesn't do too. that gm doesn't do that ford yeah. doesn't do that like yeah, we've actually, like we were talking about earlier, we, we
2: talked to them at the dealer show, you know, about that because they came out with their, you know, kind of semi T-bar, you know, a mm-hmm. ho- ho- little, little bit higher riser for the low rider S. And uh, they were constrained by uh, what they were calling uh, vis- visual visual lines.
1: Yeah. So, being have able to, to use open. the mirrors and being able to see over your hands. And then, then explain that freaking shark nose fairing that you can't see over. Your hands. <laughs> yeah, right. Dude, I, I have that same <laughs> exactly. question all the time. Right? Yeah. Yeah. That thing is the worst. It looks good, but It's the yeah. worst design thing, man. Yeah, like, yeah. Are you kidding me? You can't see anything. You could have a dog and a small child in front of your bike and you still couldn't see it. <laughs> truth. Yeah, truth.
0: <laughs> well, unless you're six foot six like me and you yeah. can see it pretty much right <laughs> no. now.
1: No, I'm 5'10 on a good day.
2: Yeah, Matt, I got to tell you <laughs> a story about how tall Matt is. We were riding through Utah. And it was it was kind of like dark. I think it was getting dark, and uh, he's it, we were on a kind of a long long stretch, and so he's standing up on his floorboards. I'm in the back of the pack. He's standing up on his floorboards, but he's so tall. I was like, is he standing on his tank? Like, <laughs> I think is I was standing on the Indian pack. Larry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, like, we'll, it, we'll just say I was standing up on that tank. Is I don't it have tank the tank. Tank surfing. That's what I, I looked. At. I think he was riding next to me. I was like, is he tank surfing?
1: <laughs> What's he doing? That's so awesome. I
0: wish I had the ability to do that. But
1: can you slam double a basketball?
0: Yeah, uh when I was younger, yes. You know, I'm, I'm uh, 39 now, almost 40. And, um, yeah, I just don't have the hops I used to Something have. Something I always but wanted to do,
1: man. I'm jealous. Yeah, I never but could yeah, either. Playing basketball growing up, yeah, I could <laughs> definitely not. <laughs> with a <dunk>. boost. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I, I can put you on my shoulders, Keith. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah.
0: So yeah, we want to wrap it up now, guys. Yeah, thanks again, Jeff, for coming out here. It's been a pleasure talking to you, man. It, man. it um, you uh, never cease to amaze me, and yeah, it turned out better than I thought it would. Happy uh,
1: back anytime. Okay, well, we'll take you up on that. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah.
0: And again, if you guys don't follow Jeff Holt, you know, B Twin Visionaries, and all of his other social media, I'm going to link it in the description. Uh, make sure you follow him and check out you know, all these awesome shows that he has coming up. High-quality
2: daily content this guy puts out. All the time, okay.
0: yeah, daily. Um, and, you yeah, know, the rides he's, he's putting on the show he has coming in Sturgis and you know everything else, make sure you follow him and check out his stuff. Thanks a lot for watching, guys. Take care. We'll see you on the next one. See you. Later.
1: Thanks.